Hi guys, welcome back to PB Pods. Hope you're having a great day. Unfortunately, it is just me today, no Pat. Um, I'm sure he'll, yeah, I'm sure he's upset that he's missed out on this episode, but that's alright. Um, he is, I feel like, I assume he's at home, but he's been at school camp all last week from Monday to Friday, so he'd be pretty knackered. But I'm sure he'll be back uh, next episode. Uh, yeah, it'll be a bit of a shorter one today because without Pat, there is there isn't as much back and forth chat. So, um, a bit of a shorter episode. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Less of us blabbering on. But um, yeah, just a quick thank you, everyone who has tuned in to the first two episodes of um, PB Pods. That it's been great to have some people listening and to sort of just start our. I suppose podcasting journey with a lot of people behind us it's been great some of the feedback we've been getting has been fantastic and um yeah um yeah just a big thanks to those people and obviously massive thanks as well to the people tuning in now um it's great to have any, any one listener and I feel like we've got a, we've been having a few more than one recently um yeah it's been great so thank you to all those people and we'll just start off we'll just start off we're he- jumping straight into New Zealand versus Australia. Um, almost a week ago now, it just shows how bad we've been on the uploading thing, uploading um, front. Um, this It was such a bad game for Australia. That's not a way you want to like to k- kick off your T20 World Cup campaign. Um, the real highlights were Devin Conway, 92 off 58, not out. Um, he was actually born in Johannesburg, South Africa. He can keep as well. He's always, he's usually pretty consistent, Devin Conway, in whatever format he plays in. Um, obviously the other night when they played, he got playing bold against Sri Lanka, which wasn't great. I think he made one off that, one in that innings, he got... He commentates curse. I said how well, how he never usually looks to slog the ball, and then he just completely took his eyes off and tried to smash it, and he got clean bowled. Um, another real highlight for me was watching Finn Allen. He went absolutely bonkers, forty-two off sixteen. Um, he really just set New Zealand up really for what was to come that game because he for he off sixteen, which is. Can't really do the math in my head right now. Um, it's pretty impressive. He, especially, he's pretty young. Um, yeah, he's only played, I think, 19 games. High score of 101, just quietly. So pretty good. Um, and his career run, he's made 501 in his T20 career. Yeah, it was nothing, and there's nothing much to highlight about Australia. It was... An appalling display, really. Like, there's nothing to highlight. Even Josh Hazelwood took two wickets for 41. That's over 10 and over. Um, Stark, 30, none for 36 off four. Zampa, he got hit for 10 and over. It's complete. It's some of the batting was preposterous. And our high score, so, was a 20, was 28 off 20 by Glenn Maxwell, which is so disappointing if I was the Australian coach I would have roasted them in the sheds because you can't be especially to kick off a such a big tournament in your home country is appalling you would have had a heap of your fans there it 
yeah, I, I would be very, I would be very disappointed as a coach. Um, some some bowls to highlight for New Zealand: Tim Southey three for six off two point one overs. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Mitchell Santner um four overs three for thirty one and Trent Bolt two for twenty four off four. Um, yeah. Apart from that, I it's nothing much to highlight really. Um. Jimmy Neesham had a strike rate of 200 for the Kiwis of 26 off 13. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that's it. And moving on to probably the best game of the T20 World Cup, and I think it will be that for the rest of the um, tournament. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, um, yeah, and the thing, Virak, um Virat Kohli with a remarkable 82 not out off of 53 um won them the game really and so a moment that was really highlighted for me was um when so Mohammed Shami bowled a bouncer to um Shan um but it was a bouncer to top edge and it didn't quite carry to the Ashwin, the fielder down um, there. And the batsman ran one where there was, e- I'm not the quickest bloke, and there was, e- I could have ran two. And for some of those types of athletes, there was easily three there. Um, and so, because I thought it was going to be out because it went straight up and the fielder didn't judge it very well in the... In, at the start, which made, which made it very difficult to catch and would make any catch difficult like that, especially if it goes that high into the outfield. Um, I f- think he might have been looking into the MCG lights as well, which d- doesn't help. Um, and then, so they only run, they only run one, um, which is, I, if I sky one, I'm running as many as I can just in case the, um, the fielder drops it. They, he just assured, he just accepted his fate and ran one. Now in the end, we all know how that ended. Um, the last ball, they needed two to win, and India, um, they need one to win, sorry, um, and India hit a two, so that had been, they had run one more run, one, run, one more run, it would have gone to a super over, and if they had ran three, then they would have won by one run, which just shows the, the little things in a game that really, that really make a difference in the end. Um, I, it's something I don't think anyone's picked up on that, except me, because I probably depend too much on cricket in my life, to be honest. Um, yeah, some other things to, hi- um, some things to highlight for Pakistan, Shan Masood, speak of the devil, um, 52, not out, or 42, um, yeah, so he ended up, if, he ended up going all right, but in my opinion, lost Pakistan the game. Um, Iftikhar, um, Iftikhar Amen, I'm um, Ahmed. I'm not sorry if I butchered that. Um, he made fifty one of thirty four. He he went nuts at the end there. I think he hit. There was like two overs where he bowled the Indians bowled two spinners in a row, and he just dispatched them for like four sixes, which was incredible. And then um, Shaheen Afridi made. 16 off 8 um, down at the t- tail, tail end. Um, Harris Ralph came out towards the end of the innings and just pumped a 6. Um, 
found this first ball, which was entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, so for the bowling for the Indians in that first innings, um, Singh took three wickets. <coughs> Sorry. Oh. Um, Yash uh, <coughs> Ashdeep Singh took three thirty-two off his four overs. Hardik Pandya with some really important wickets. He um, took three for thirty. Um, and Bhuvaneshwar Kumar um, one for twenty-two off four. He. Mm, I don't know how to, well, how to think about that bowling spell from Bhuvaneshwar because he only took one wicket and um. Well, uh, he's more wickets than I've ever taken in a T20 career, but off four, in my opinion, is considering how I think the Pakistani... Yeah, I just don't think... I think for someone of his class, I think he should be taking more than that, and he's probably... Yeah. Um, I didn't think he bowled very well when I watched it either. Yeah, and then... Um, so for the Indian innings, Virat Kohli, obviously... Smashed it with eighty two off fifty eight. One and one two all. He didn't really win in the game. I think Shan Masood lost in the game. Um, but yeah, he was a hero for India. Um, Hardik Pandya, um, forty off thirty seven. You need a player like that sort of to sort of half build an innings around. Um, we'll get to building innings around a player later in the episode, which has been sort of highlighted over the last I think week or so. Then we got. S- um, Yadav made 15 off 10. Uh, in 166, which off 20, when, when Pakistan made 159 for 8 off their 20 overs, it's simply incredible game. The atmosphere was unreal. Obviously, we live so close to the MCG. We're out for the start of the game. We were out of the park across the road, and it went absolutely nuts. When they bowled the first ball, for, when the, the well, first week, it didn't fall on the first ball, but... Um, when that first ball was bowled, it was an unbelievable sound. And that wicket, it was the wicket at the start. The crowd just went off. It was ridiculous. I was in bed before the end of the game, unfortunately. Um, but I would have loved to hear the um, sound at the end of the game when everyone was there. And it's also, I was listening to the radio the other day and I heard, I forgot who it was, talking about how a lot of the time, obviously, politically, I won't get into politics yet, Um um, politically, India and Pakistan have been sort of, uh, they've, you know, had a few fights, I suppose you could say. And um, it was, so it's, things might get a bit rowdy between those sets of supporters every now and again. But first sort of, we're still recovering from COVID. It's the first time something like that, well, apart from the grand final, has happened. And I'm sorry to say it, Geelong and Sydney fans, you are nowhere near as passionate those, as those supporters. And it was it's once there was hun no ninety five thousand I think it sounded like ninety five million it was ins- it was crazy and then um yeah so moving on to the next topic um we <coughs> sorry um we have um Ross Lyon he's back at Saints um not. Much to say about this. If you listen, la- oh, I will say a bit because if you didn't listen last episode, you wouldn't know my opinions on Ross Lyon. But um, he was an assistant coach at Carlton, Richmond, Sydney. Before in 2018, he made a move as a head coach to Frio, and he left Frio in 2019. And sorry, he didn't join Frio in 2011. He joined 
St Kilda in 2011. Um, my bad. And then, yeah. Um, he, I don't like the way Ross, I love Ross Lund, but I don't like the way he plays the game. And I'm very grateful that Carlton didn't get him because he plays it way too slowly. He hasn't adapted to the way the game's played yet. And I've, if, um, I just don't think St Kilda are the type of team which can just be stopped there and just sort of halted, I suppose, all the time. And, um, I feel like they're, they're a team where the ball needs to be moved pretty quickly to get into that forward line with um, Jaron Geary and not the, he's a oh my god not Jack Geary why am I, I thinking of Jaron Geary um the big king brother keep the big king um Tim Membry this just needs to be moved down there quicker because um with Ross Lyon unless he changes this year he might take the words out of my mouth um he might it's too too slow in there. I don't think that style of game suits them. I feel like with such a sort of strong midfield, they've got a lot of quicks in that midfield. Um, with a lot of um, fast when I say quicks, I mean fast runners. Um, you want to be moving that ball quickly instead of just making them stop and wait. Really, um, <laughs> I was thinking Jaron Geary. Sorry, because I couldn't get St Kilda versus Carlton. Um, game a few years ago out of my mind when he kicked three against us, which was just fabulous. Um, yeah, I think Ross Lyon, yeah, doesn't appeal to me very much as a um, coach in the modern day game. Yeah, that's it really. That's all I can really say about it. Um, and then the most recent game um, is... Australia, or well not the most recent game, there's been a heap of games since then, but the most recent game that I'm going to talk about is um, Australia versus Sri Lanka. Um, first thing I want to highlight is Australia bowled, I think, 23 extras it was. Might have been 28. They look half the same. So I apologise if I got that wrong. But Australia with 23 extras, you can't be doing that in this, that kind of game. They're so lucky that this guy called Max... Max Stoinis. Marcus Stoinis came out and blasted 53 off 17, which is a um, T- T20 international record for the highest, for the quickest 50 off, um, for the quickest 50 in a T20 international game for an Australian, which was used, the record used to be held by Glenn Maxwell and he got to the 50 off 18 balls and Stoinis faced 17 to get to, but he ended up with, he faced 18 balls altogether. Um, 61% of his runs were scored off of sixes. Um, I think I should, I think I deserve some extra credit for doing that math there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Fernando got a um, calf injury. He was trusted to bowl the first over of the second innings and unfortunately he um, got a calf injury on the fifth ball of his first over, which is a shame because he's key for Sri Lanka in their bowling attack. Um which is a bit of a shame because I doubt Sri Lanka will go anywhere anymore in this C20 World Cup. But even against New Zealand, when I was watching that, um, well, I was watching it before mum and my sister decided to take the telly from me. That's okay. Um, this rating, this podcast gets bad, bad ratings. I'm blaming them. Um, he he could have really helped Pakistan in a game like that because he's he sets a tone for me. He's a tone setter. And the last thing I want to talk about in that game is the poor poor performance um, on about Aaron Finch. 
I feel like the um, role Finchie played, Finchie's a personal fa- well, not favourite, but I love Finchie um, a lot. Um, he, you, what you need in a game, what you need in a game like T20 is someone to build your innings around. And um, he, he did that, I thought, really, really, really well. And I, I was, when I was hearing um, that he was getting some scrutiny for the way he played um, with his 31 or 42, which is look, not not out, which is not ideal for the T20, but you need someone to build that end around because he, um, he can come out at the end. If, that's, with that, if Stoinis didn't come in, that game was looking to go down right to the wire. And um, Finchie is someone who, with Glenn Maxwell back in the sheds, Finchie was really their only sort of choice for, obviously Stoinis was out at the time, but if Stoinis gets out, then Finch is their only real choice for some real power who can close out the innings at the end and win Australia the game. Um, and not to mention, if Australia had lost this game, we would have been out of the running for the title and the finals because um, obviously with the washout against England, which was a fun experience to go there and wait for the... Um, play to be delayed. It was fun to go there and sit with my friends. Um, but it's I don't I think it's ridiculous that he was getting so much scrutiny for his innings. And I'd if I was Finchie, I feel like he's copped so much like so he's copped so much. He's been able to just cop it on the chin, and he's done so well. So I doubt this will really um, bother him. Um, Glenn Maxwell, someone who I think needs to bowl a lot more overs. Um, I think it needs to buy one the power play, two in the middle overs, and one at the death. Um, that's four, obviously. One for five off his one over. Um, yeah, it's for me. If I was the Australian captain, um, I def I'd bowl him. I bowled every single game. I'm bowling him four overs, and there isn't really much else to highlight from that innings, um, except for just the wayward Australia and. I'm going to butcher the, I know his last name, Nisanka, Patham Nisanka, 40 or 45. I know I was just talking about Aaron Finch, but um, a bit slow. Charith Asalanka, a 38 of 25, and De Silva, Den De Silva, um, 26 off 23. And for the Sri Lankans in their bowling innings, um, De Silva again, um, um, one for eighteen off two point one overs. Chamikuranate, Kuran, no, Chamika, Ku, I can't pronounce that name. Sorry. Um, uh, one for twenty three off, one for twenty one off three. Um, Makish Thik Shana, one for twenty three off three. Um, and so the last thing I want to talk about before the end of the episode is um. The uh, England versus or all the games in Melbourne that have been rained out, really, because there's been, a, I assume that there's been a lot of tickets sold for those games. And I know some people that were, um, came down from, uh, that took the two hour, two hour drive down um, the freeway to come watch and play. There was a car, not, car accident didn't involve them, but there was a car accident on the freeway. And they got there and it just rained, really. Well, it didn't even rain. The The ground was too wet, which is something I can't really understand because it's a professional cricket game. It's not like it's Turek Paran versus Murrumbina. 
um, where if you know you slip on your whites, your mum's gonna get really angry. Um, it's a professional cricket game, and I would have just sort of said, because on the walk home, me and Dad were like, well, it's like I don't know how it was warm. It was the perfect day, game, perfect atmosphere for cricket, and the fact that they have like it's just such a. It didn't really bother me because I'm in the lucky position where I can come out and I can just roll into those games. Like I'm going to go to the final a few weeks and things like that. But people, like that is people's main event for their entire year. People save up money to go to that. People do so many things just to go to that one game and for it just to be ruined by some wet outfield is a bit of a shame. But um, obviously there's some more process behind it than a wet outfield. Yeah, um... That's it, really. There's too many T20 World Cup games at the moment to talk about, really. Not going to do this or that because there's no one to answer them this week. But yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening to the third episode of PB Pods. Unfortunately, no Pat today. I promised you a shorter episode, but I blabbered on for a bit long again. So apologies there. Um, thanks for listening, even if you didn't and you just left your phone playing while you went and played with your cat or something or your dog or you went to walk your goldfish or something um yeah thanks for listening um unnamed pet yeah um have a good day everyone thank you for listening to the third episode of pb pods we'll see you next week